But it'll have you caught up on your beauty sleep after Dragon. After Dragon, girl. No, I'm so I'm so exhausted. I I still have so much I have to do. Dragon took up so much of my time and energy that now that it's over, I realize that I have put uh, a whole bunch of other projects to the side and I need to concentrate on that. So no beauty sleep for me, baby. How about you? Oh, girl, please. No, ma'am. Um, it's like landed, kind of had to hit the ground running because, baby, I'm only home for five days. Oh, before you go to Las Vegas. So Jesus, take the wheel. Literally, because we're driving. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll talk about much more in that. M. Oh. M. Mom. Manila. The trees growing out. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Giving everything you got. Trying to make it to the top. Never, ever gonna stop. Even if you Girl, you got the chop. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and Manila. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Well, let's chop it up. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Dragon is a thing of the past. We have officially gotten through Dragon 2022. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I know it was a few weeks ago, but um, by the time we're recording this, uh, it was only a, f- a few hours ago. <laughs> it really was. Really, it was. Uh. Like, really, it was. Um, how was your con, though? Was it good? Yeah, it was. It was good. I felt like this DragCon had less people in it than I remember. Did it feel like that to you? Like, I just felt like it wasn't No, just... it didn't. I oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, like, it's weird because I don't get a chance to get outside my booth to see, uh, going to the bathroom and then running right back to my booth again. So I don't get to see what's really happening in the rest of the world because I you know I always, you see my beautiful I always yeah, yeah. In my little cool, my little cave area. Um but I um like for me this was the best drag con experience I've had so far. Like I've done every every one in LA. So that was my sixth one I guess it was. Yeah. Um and it feels like this was the, the the rhythm that I needed, and I finally got the magical team that did everything right. Everything came on time. We were set up early. Like, it went hella smooth than I thought it than it's ever gone before. So, for me, across the board, Dragon was a total success. Ah. Um, well, it was a success for me. I, I just, yeah. um, and I was in my booth the most of the time too. And it was just like a constant flow of uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. And until I decided, I was like, you know what? I uh, need to take I'm a done. break. I need a break. <laughs> um, but I still felt like, I don't know if it was because it was just like, maybe I was just in like a corner or something like that. I just feel like I was so, I didn't see it like the masses that I remember. See, 
Okay, so this is what happened, though. This is what they did that's kind of weird. A part of your situation was, because you were a last-minute addition, they kind of put you on that side over there, again, you know, over on the end, where you should have been over where I was. Oh, because on your side, it was like all the season 14, 14 queens. 14 girls. The all winners, the season 13 like, queens, the winners and whatever. All stars. I was on the other side. You know, I was on the other side with the... Um, the international queens that uh, that World of Wonder was like, oh yeah, you come on over here to the, Queen to Nothing, the, you the states, <laughs> and girls. So I was I was next. To, <laughs> I yeah. was next to the international queens, and uh, I guess they. Uh, I don't know if they were being treated like re- refugees from a different country up in <laughs> here. But I don't think that they were getting the same kind of love as some no, of the the U.S. queens for sure. That's true, I, they were not. Um. Yeah, um, I but I had so much fun because I got to meet so many of the international queens. Amen. Same. I that was the biggest thrill. Like I, I'm gonna tell you the most fun I had was at the hotel. Like bar none. Like everybody being at that same hotel and hanging out front and getting to know each other and kikiing and like that was the family reunion that I didn't know I needed. And it was so great to meet, like, Carmen Farella and then Envy and um, Vanessa were together. And I got to, they were right behind me. So I got a chance to, like, um, see them quite often. Um, and then uh, Ginzilla. Oh, my God, Queen I love of, her. Baby, I think that <laughs> she wants to move in. You know what I mean? She is so sweet and so fun. Yeah. Meeting the the, the the international queens was the highlight. Definitely real. meeting the international queens was my highlight of DragCon this year. Because, you know, here on The Chop, we have been reviewing all of the, all of the seasons. Talking um, shit. So, like, part of me was a little bit scared because right. I was like, uh, in our mouth. hey, Tia Coffee, I know you've been a guest on our show, but I also know that I read you for filth for wearing that pterodactyl outfit. <laughs> And now we are like literally like a curtain apart from each other because our rooms are next to each other. I love it. Um, no, it was really cool. I got to see Christopher Versace. Oh mm-hmm. my god! I, mm-hmm. I got to see Christopher Versace, and then um, later she performed at Mickey's, and I see why RuPaul like I I I I got it when watching her on her show, but seeing her in person, I like fully understood. You know, like, because drag queens are one thing because, like, we see drag queens on TV. We see drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race. But the real way to see a drag queen is to see them live and in person. Oh. You know? And I saw Christopher Versace and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is why RuPaul Mm -hmm. had such a fucking lady boner for you. Because, like, she's so fucking pretty. She's so gorgeous. I mean, her hair was so fucking pretty. Her makeup was flawless. And then I got to see her perform and I was like, this is... A star and mm-hmm. um yeah that was really cool i gotta see i gotta meet lawrence cheney again that was uh-huh uh-huh lawrence um, cheney i got to i got to see uh pangina heels uh-huh. um so many cool sisters okay so like the the first day we had like the the queen's walk did you do the queen's yeah. walk i did do it for the yeah because we were over there together that's the first yes. time i saw any of you all well, because yeah. they, they in the previous years they started out with a winner's walk. 
You know, right. it's just the right. winners that it were invited the, to. Yeah, it's true. And then maybe like a few years ago, like they started doing like just the Queen's Walk in general. I think it's because World of Wonder was like, you know, we're going to put this on our YouTube channel. So the more queens, the more views we content. can get out of more content. So, hey, Margaret Michaels, you're on the Queen's Walk. Let's go. Manila, get on the Queen's Walk. So we were like all like backstage, all of us like we crowded, like we were all backstage. There was a and, lot of bitches. And there was queens everywhere from every season, every franchise. Sergene was there. Um, nice. Who else did I run into? Oh my gosh, Vanessa Van Cartier. I saw Carmen Ferrara in like, I was too scared to even say hi to her because she was just so perfect and skinny and gorgeous and she was just like all like Spanish in the corner and I was like uh, I'm gonna stand over here not all too. Spanish in the corner right I, I like, but they were trying to divide us up into the, the different they were like, go into your season. season so I'm like looking your around your original for... season at that they were like yeah give me your original season mm-hmm. so I was that like, was did any of my so... season four sisters come but then then there was Willem and Madame McQueer and Jiggly so I was like okay I'm not alone that was good yeah, it was sickening. Um, and also, we got to stop by. The, I got to stop by the mom, Moguls of Media, the, the mom booth. Oh, I went by there, too. I did, mm-hmm. too. I did stop by there, did a little ditty on um, that Sunday. I even got a chance to stop by over to our producer, Jeff, uh, Joseph Shepard's uh, booth, and do a little chitty-chatty peppermint patty with him. Um, it was so insane, was though, because, but, like, if you... Um, it, like the 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 convention center is just so big it's that huge. everything was just so far away, baby. <laughs> and let's just can we just talk about how unforgiving that concrete is? Like a day on that concrete, your body is just garbage, like hammered. I felt like I had been run over by I don't even know a football team and just <laughs> pummeled. Um, my feet hurt even though I was sitting down. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. But my whole body was just like, oh. Mainly because I guess we were just in one position the whole time. Like for like seven hours straight. I took one pee break all day. Really? Yes. Well, the first two days I didn't even pee. Wow. Like I didn't even pee. Like I, like I just like for some reason my body knows when I'm in drag. Yeah, it doesn't that, do that. that. Once we that tuck that. is tucked, honey, don't <laughs> mess it up because you know once you it's very difficult to retuck you when you're that, wearing nails and you have like well, uh, yeah, it's just a mess. You break that seal if you break the seal, baby, that's a wrap. Yes, that's right. Because on Sunday I broke the seal and then I was Woo. peeing like every like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the bathroom again and I was like, mm-hmm. luckily my booth was closer to the bathrooms. And it's oh, mine too. I had a direct shot to the bathroom, which is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Necessary. Yes. But overall, good drag con. Such an amazing drag con. I yeah. am so happy that my husband convinced me to do it again. Because um, I was <laughs> definitely, like, I had made up my yeah, mind last year. I was <laughs> not going to do it. Same. Same. Right? Same. I was done out of there. But, um... His the all the Queen's Men panel, his panel actually went really well. I was pleasantly surprised when I walked in the room and it was a full house. That made me feel so good for him, you know, that like they're yeah. they're there for it. The 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 fans are loving what he's doing and 
Um, I got to uh, hang out with Scarlett Bobo and her husband Pete, and then of course Mr. and Mrs. Kasha Davis. That was fun. Um, but it was a great panel. It was a lot of heart. It was a lot of laughter. It was a great, just a good blend of all of it. You're going to learn something because you got two old bitches up here. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the got young Canadian. And then you got the, then you got the young, yeah, ingenue. Um, but it, uh, it was good. It was really, really good. So, yeah. I'm going to chalk this one up as a, a, a really good drag con experience. It was, I it was stre- it's stressful because it's in the midst of everything else that's going on. And like you said, you have other projects. I got other projects. And DragCon was sucking the life out of everything. Everything. You, everything. Girl, I, I hear you. Like, I couldn't even think about anything else. Like, no. it's like, it for at least two weeks, it was like nothing but DragCon. That's it. Because it, it was that episode we were filming and you were like, and you were like, Oh, it's next week, girl. <laughs> and right. I also I freaked like, oh, out. Shit. I was like, shit, you're right. <laughs> it snuck up on us. Oh, girl, it snuck <laughs> up on us. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I left, like, oddly enough, like, when you go through such a taxing and physically exhausting experience, such as DragCon... Um, when you get out the other side and you're just like, I can't believe I did that. It was like running a marathon. I feel very, I feel great. I feel like we should all get repeater badges. Something. Yes, Mary, Ooh. we need a repeater badge. Bring it on. They'll be in the mail for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe um, they'll be in our inbox. Maybe someone will have maybe, emailed, maybe yeah. a digital copy of it. But can we just take a moment to tell... The story of how Manila Luzon pulls stunts when she shows up for a visit to your booth. What do you mean stunts? Mrs. Thing. Okay, so I was so happy to see you. So obviously you came in. I saw you. I saw Mike. I didn't see anybody else because I was so like... Oh, you were enamored you. by my gorgeousness. I was, a, I was ah, enamored you know. by your beauty. You oh, were that means so power, much to me. This Let's red just... power suit, silk moment. And then all of a sudden, I'm surrounded by all these beautiful, gorgeous, like, gods. Like, shirtless boys who are just like... Carved out of cream cheese. I don't know where the hell they came from. (laughs) Who the hell you got them. If you imported them. Whatever you did. But baby, I was just on sensory overload. (laughs) I was like, what is going on around me? How did they get here? And yes, please come around more. Yes. More, more, more. And yeah, your whole crew just filled up. It was the it was the Manila takeover for real. Okay, so here is my reasoning as to why I travel with such an entourage during DragCon because we schedule a break like we after after lunch I schedule like in my day an hour just to do a lap and go around, around. and okay. and try to get to the other. It doesn't last long. An hour is not long enough. To go around uh, and make your rounds, especially if you aren't surrounded by a by a pack of people, like a school of fish, because uh, the fans 
will catch you. Yeah, They'll sneak up with you and they have their phone in their hand and then yep. they tell you like, oh my gosh, I bought a cameo from you from my dying uh, grandmother. She just passed away. That meant so much to her mm-hmm. and it meant so, so much to me. Can I get a photo? And then you're like, oh God, your grandma just died. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do charge a lot for my cameo. So yeah, girl, you can get a photo. But then they're like, Damn. okay, hold on. Let me just slowly get my free selfie with Manila Luzon. Um, I'm from my right. phone, like out of my uh, out of my uh, pocket, and hold on, let me get the password to my phone because I'm about to take a free selfie with Manila Luzon. <laughs> and then another person catches on, and they see, and I'm like, faster, girl, faster! If you yeah. want that selfie, yeah. you better get, you better have that thing. thing. No. Just so what I do is I thing. surround myself with my entire my entire team because like I want them to be able to go out and whatever as well. But you know, like they can't go visit Latrice Royale because if they're not with me, they, you know, they have to go wait in line. But if they're with me, they get the they, sister discount, uh, you know, yeah, we just, uh, they call mm-hmm, mm-hmm. VIP, the come VIP on in. treatment. So yeah. I want to, I want to give a special thank you to all of Latrice Royale's fans who allowed me and my giant crew of shirtless gods, as as Latrice put it, um, to 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 skip skip the line and, and come see my friend and take a quick picture with her, um, and then to like fade away into the into the background. Um, on they were so thrilled that you came by. Like that was the thing that gave them the like life. They're like, oh my god, we got to see Manila. Oh my god, Latrice in the house. Oh my god. <laughs> So it was just an extra thrill, and it was like, because they were already in line, and I did not know until someone finally made me aware that it was a two-hour wait, and I did not know that they had been waiting in line that long, but it was worth the wait, and so they got an extra show, yeah, they got an extra show, and got to see you, and yeah. Well, it was fun. You guys, I wish that you all could see, like, you could have seen Latrice's face. Because I have a a little picture on camera. And Latrice is like, look, her her (laughs) eyes are going everywhere as, like, my friends are, like, surrounding (laughs) us in a picture. Uh, You know, they all took their shirts off because, you know, you know. I, I told you them do. to do that. Yeah, I told yeah. them to take their shirts that's off. Come on. You yeah. I mean, you went to the gym and you did all those extra sit-ups. Let's show them those, that show shit Show what off. you've been working with. Yes, honey. Yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't spend an hour and a half getting ready at 5.30 in the morning getting dragged. So you better take that damn shirt off right now, boy. True. Latrice, <sighs> you had the funniest face in the... <laughs> you should be. You should win. Well, let's take a quick break and get into our inbox. We're back, and we have things from people <laughs> they in our inbox. Something to say. <laughs> This is from Despina. Hello, Letrilla. I'm Despina, listening and watching you guys from lovely Sweden. I just want to say I love your podcast and listening to it every day at work, and I can't wait for each week's episodes. Also, since I... Since we don't have the luck to see you compete in Drag Race anymore, I'm re-watching for the third time your All-Star Season 4 season and keep getting mad and frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) 
at Naomi for eliminating Manila and just saying repeatedly that she's an idol. It gets me every damn time. Girl. Well, you know what's coming, girl. Well, you've seen it before. You both guys deserve to be in the top. How did it, um, how did you all feel in those elimination moments? Anyways, life moves on, so I need to too. XX, and apparently you guys um, have two and doing amazing. Love the podcast. And bye. Yeah, girl. Like, mm. it's a TV mm. show. Good but yeah, girl. definitely when you're in that position, when you know that, like, it's in the bottom, and then when it's, like, you in the bottom with the other person that you don't want to be in the bottom with, you know, like, girl. it's not going to be a good situation. Yeah, so it's a lose-lose situation. It's a lose-lose. Either lose. way. And because if it, was, if it was any... If it was, like... Yeah, like say, hey, Monet had won and sent Latrice home. Like it would, we could have had the same conversation. Same you know what thing. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But life uh, goes on, and we do too. And, and so you know, do we. And there you go. And getting sent home early didn't slow down our dr- lines at DragCon. Oh, baby, so. surely didn't, honey. Mm-hmm. I had lost touch, but now I know. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have another one from Geronimo. Geronimo. You help. Love the show. I've been listening since episode one. While I nearly rolled in over the um Cumnards version. When it was with the Cumnards. Oh, you remember um when they did the they did the version of Never S- Can I Say Goodbye? Oh but they did right. the Communards as opposed to oh. um what's the who, who sings that regularly? Uh, uh Right, but it wasn't the version that we knew, um, as in the 80s club kid, you know. It was the only version for me, even as an American. But I let it pass because, you know, I'm an old queen and I'm not going to run the kids off my lawn. But after the Drag Race Hispania Three Centuries Balls episode, I had to write. So the theme was 10th century, 20th century, and 30th century, Right. How you gonna hold one queen accountable for missing the uh, Euro conversation by two years? Um, oh, the Euro conversions. Oh, Euro, Euro conversion by two years, and then not hold another queen accountable for putting Joan of Arc in the 10th century. Joan of Arc lived in the 15th century. Bitch was 500 years too early for the 10th century. Chop, chop, chop. Love you all. <laughs> Love you all. You make my work day at a high level. World-class science institute a little more bearable. Geronimo Santiago de Davis. Wow. Well, well that's I name. mean, I wasn't trying to hold the girl accountable. But that was, that was, wasn't that Mama Marta who was telling us when exactly the, yeah. the Europe had converted to the Euro? Because I, mean, I, don't, I don't know when Euro, Europe converted to the Euro, to be honest. I never went to, the, to to Europe. I've never been to Europe before. <laughs> and before Drag Race, right? No, yeah, but well, yeah, before well, before Drag Race, but not before the twenty. I'm not in the twentieth right. century. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But also, I did. We none of us lived. I know we are old bitches, honey. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't know when the fuck when Joan of Arc lived. I surely don't. I sure they don't. And that day we learned about her in school, I was not paying attention. So. (laughs) But I do understand your point. Yeah, I suppose. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that does kind of piss me off too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you 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 just don't know. It's like the entire series of Bridgerton when like it's obviously taking place in like the late 1800s, but people are still wearing Marie Antoinette powdered wigs for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> well, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Mind you, like we, from DragCon and DragCon, we were staying at the Biltmore in Los Angeles, which and is the, the home of the Bridgerton experience. The Bridgerton, the Bridgerton experience. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you, Geronimo, you would have like, you would have let you that you would have let the Euro conversion slide and the Joan of Arc thing slide. All of it. If you and the Communards version Baby. of whatever song that was slide. <laughs> when you saw some of these girls at the Bridgerton Experience <laughs> try to pull off some of these period costumes. Oh, they were girl. so bad. <laughs> like horrible, tacky Halloween costumes. Like they were so bad. Oh, yes. Oh, but the, it's funny. It was, it was so funny, funny because in the in the hotel, it was like there would be this moment where like all these drag queens would show up at the end of DragCon <laughs> and we'd be pumping through the lobby of the Biltmore Hotel, which is a beautiful, just stunning historic hotel. Historic yeah. hotel. So the Bridgerton experience looks perfectly. It's not like a, a Hilton or a W Hotel. No, this <laughs> looks like it looks like you're supposed to be in Bridgerton. But we would have all these drag queens pumping through with all this big hair and lots of makeup and ex- crazy dresses past a bunch of, like, girls with big yeah. hair, crazy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. waiting to get into the Bridgerton experience. The Bridgerton experience. The Bridgerton experience. And I know that, I know they were all like, oh, we signed up for the wrong thing here at the Biltmore. They did. We should have gone to the drag con. <laughs> they were. They were like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. But they were they were living. They were living. Yeah. Well well the the line to the Bridgerton experience was shorter than the line to Latrice Royale's drag con boot. Try. So maybe they picked the better Try. choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you, Geronimo, for that. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. We have another email. This one is from Bradley. Um, it says, hello, Latrice and Manila. I love y'all so much. Now I need some help. But it's kind of a weird situation, I think. Oh, bitch, this is going to be good. Well, it better be good because you don't set it up like that if it's not going to be good. Okay, hold on. Here's what it is. My boyfriend and I just moved in after a year of dating and I noticed something. He will only eat cheese pizza and potatoes. Oh, break up with him. I don't even need to read the rest of this email. <laughs> I'm not lying. He has always been a picky eater, but living together, I have seen that he only eats cheese pizza or potatoes. It can't it can be any type of potatoes as long as it doesn't have anything extra added. Anything I cook, he'll wince at and eat what he wants. It really rubs me the wrong way. It bugs me so much. What can I do? Exo Bradley. Stop cooking for him. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like immediately. Oh, what is wrong with you? Cheese, pizza, and potato. What are you, 12? Um, (laughs) Like, you gotta, he gotta, somebody gotta get a more mature palate than that. Like, that is just like, 
kids meal. I mean, that's I know kids people, meal. Does a toy like, come with every single one like, of the slices of cheese pizza? No. Oh no. This is like I, I have I have a problem with people who like I, I understand if you don't like tastes, but uh, it's still weird to me. Like I went to dinner with Trinity the Tuck, and she also oh, is a picky eater. She doesn't like picky. any kind of. She doesn't Sauces. like mayonnaise. She doesn't like uh, mustard. She doesn't like uh, she ranch. Like yeah. She doesn't like any kind of sauces. Like if there's a sauce on anything, she sends it back. And I'm just like, but that's what makes everything taste good. <laughs> right. It's just the sauce. One time, I, the one, sauce. time one time, um, we it had lunch with her and like we had all finished all of our food and two pitchers of sangria. And she had kept sending her burger back because like it, they, they they couldn't understand, like they couldn't grasp the concept that she just really wanted just a burger. Plain. Just meat. Meat and a bun. And a bun. Bitch. That's it. Like. Um, and so she had to keep sending it back. So it was pretty funny. But um, I don't know what to say to Bradley. I feel like maybe maybe it's time that maybe you're you're with him so that you can open his eyes and his mouth to new experiences. Maybe. Yeah. Like y'all gonna have to like go out to dinner to like different restaurants, like high end restaurants. Like he doesn't have obviously his his palate is not very Yeah, it's cool. Chuck E. Cheese, honey. It's, it's Chuck E. Cheese down yeah. like baby. He has no culture. There's not been much advancement in that department. So maybe y'all should start, you know, making it a thing to go try French food and try Italian food and try different kinds. Well he probably his version of Italian is cheese pizza. so yeah um, i mean maybe yeah maybe like make that like make that like a thing like make that like start it slow like you're not gonna like change him overnight he's not gonna be sushi and fucking you know whatever um but in the like so make that make that a thing like every week one day we are going to try something that's not cheese pizza or potatoes like no cheese pizza no potatoes Dude, I want to be able to take you somewhere. I want to be able to go out and, like, have fi- do fine dining. Like, you're not, you can't be, oh, yeah, you can't get cheese pizza at fine dining. So, Latrice, do you have any um, suggestions what he can do in the meantime when it comes to having to cook for his boyfriend? I mean, obviously, you know that he likes pizza and Potato. and potatoes. So, I mean, what can you do? That I don't know. He doesn't eat meat. It doesn't sound like he eats meat. Is he a vegetarian? Well, no. I mean, not a, like. Well, not a vegan at least, because he eats cheese. He eats right? cheese. So like, what? And he says I it could be any type of potato. So it, it can be mashed. It could be French fried. It could be. But hash mash, but like tots. with nothing else extra in it. So like, you don't like garlic mash? Like, I want some seasoning and. Ooh, gravy, a girl. Or something. Yeah. I, something. Cheese fries, maybe. Like, chili cheese fries. Cheese potatoes, even. Yeah. Chili cheese fries, yeah. Bacon cheese. Like, okay. you can do little. Yeah. There's Bra- so many Bradley, options. Bradley, here's what, here's what I my suggestion would be. It's like, well, I mean, just incorporate some kind of potato into your whatever meals that you want to cook for yourself mm-hmm. so that he can eat it, pick at it. But um, 
I would say don't cook for him because if it's going to upset you when he yeah, doesn't want to eat your cooking, it. then then don't don't cook for him. However, yeah. have him cook for you. And see how that go. Because yeah, I, I think that like I think that like when people like when I make food, like I take a lot of pride in the food that I make. And sometimes it's not even like I, sometimes when I'm finished making food, I I don't I'm not even hungry for it. Like I don't even want, I just want other people to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you should just have him cook you food. And then that maybe he can, maybe that'll help him, you know, start to be like, well, if I can make it and I've made this like, you know, chicken dish or maybe this pasta or whatever, maybe I should try it because it's something that I'm making, you know? Yeah, let's try that. That's, that's good. That's good. Try that. Try, try that. that. Good luck with that, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Well, we have one more and... This is from Richie. Hey, Queens. Hello. I hope you all are having a really nice day. I'm Richie, and I'm a 24-year-old heterosexual male. I've been in a relationship with my trans boyfriend, female to male, for over a year now. Okay. Okay. He has really supported me in every possible way, and I truly love him. But there's one big problem. He's a guy. He is transgender, specifically female to male, but I'm straight. He originally led me on claiming to be female, his birth gender, and I fell in love. He came out a while ago, and since then, I've respected his identity for what it is. But ever since he came out, I lost a huge amount of attraction for him. Before he came out, something had always felt a little off about the relationship, and then everything clicked. I fucked up really badly throughout the relationship, and there have been times where I've unintentionally made him feel terrible or unloved, but I've done my best to be more mature and be a better person, and with his love and support, I've made some serious progress. I just feel so guilty about having all these doubts and issues with the relationship. My tastes have changed a lot, and I'm actively looking for more femininity. However, he actively seeks to become more masculine and androgynous, um, which are huge turnoffs for me. I love him, but I want to break and start a new relationship with someone else I'm a bit more compatible with. I've somewhat recently met this really sweet girl who is genuinely interested in me, and I'm a bit interested in her too, but I just can't leave my boyfriend to be with this girl or seek out other people. He's done so much for me, and I can't just abandon him. He's put in so much effort to make me happy to uh, and meet me in the middle, so I can't go and break his heart. I want him to be happy, but I want to be happy. I don't know what to do. I haven't cheated on him, and I refuse to do so. But the fact that I'm even thinking about another relationship is terrible. What should I do, and how should I handle this, Richie? Wow. Wow, wow Richie. First of all, I, I got to say, it sounds like you have a very unique relationship. And I know that it's got to be very difficult because of... You know, like it starts out a certain way and it ends in a different way. And a lot of relationships are like this, 
You know what I mean? Not necessarily like changing genders, but when you first meet someone and that's the, the person that you fall in love with. And then as you get to know each other and as you grow up and as you change, you can go different directions. And that's not something that you should feel bad about for yourself or for the relationship. It's just something that happens. Um, and I have to say like, you know, your boyfriend is really lucky to have someone so supportive to f continue your relationship and your journey together through their transition. But I don't think that you should necessarily think that you need to stay together with this person because I, I yeah. think that I, I, I think that you guys are, are moving into different parts of your lives and I think that you're diff you've become different. Well, they've become a different person. Um, and I think that's okay. And um, I think that you don't have to abandon them or feel like you're abandoning them because you can still have a very healthy relationship with them, but you don't have to be in like partners with them. You don't have to be yeah. boyfriend, 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 girlfriend, whatever, whatever, whatever. You can still become friends. You you can still be the closest to friends, the best friends, friends mm -hmm. that have gone through things that no one else will have gone through. Um, and I'm sure that your boyfriend would want you to be happy. And I'm sure your boyfriend would want to be um, happy as well. And if it's not with each other, then you can still find a way to be happy with each other, but separate. Apart. I 100% Manila, I echo exactly all of that. Um, yeah, like, you know, ultimately, you, you like you said, you fell in love with her. And... Um, now she's become he. And that's all well and good. Realizing and understanding that this is still the same person on the inside. However, they're not happy with their physical state. And for you, it's an issue because now it makes you question. And I know that this is what it is. It makes you question your identity and as a straight man. Because yeah. how can you be a straight man if you are with a trans man? And that's where um, all of these situations that happen in life take place is when we start questioning about what society and what the norm is and what people expect from you and you have to know that your relationship is special and unique to you and it doesn't matter what other people think so um just make sure that you are completely you know transparent i think that's that that's the real um key to this and like manila said you can still be the best friend. You can still be there for them. And like, cause you've already been there. This person has transitioned with you and through your, with your support. So don't take that away. But when it comes down to attraction and you ultimately want to get down with the get down, um, that's not working for you anymore. And that's understandable because they're not, the same as they were and you need femininity and that's not what's happening yeah this so is I, this is not this isn't just like oh my boyfriend he's gained weight you know no, oh my boyfriend oh right. my all oh, my girl all oh, my girlfriends she you know like she doesn't she cut her hair <laughs> or yeah oh my girlfriend's old now and like you know no it's not that it's like no. they're, they've transformed into a different person um yeah. but richie i also am reading here like you know you're saying that 
you I feel like you you kind of feel guilty because you're, yeah. you're saying that you really fucked up in the race relationship and, and, and made them feel unloved and, and hurt. And I feel like you are prolonging this relationship because you feel guilty about those times when it was bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it doesn't just because, just because you had bad moments and you doesn't mean that you have to make up for those bad moments by continuing to be with them in this manner if you know it's if it's if not going to not working, you happy. Yeah, yeah. And so it's only going to hurt. Gets worse. It's going to get worse. It, it'll get worse, and the lo- I feel like the longer that you try to make this happen, knowing that it's not really what you want, it's going to be harder in the long run. Now, what yeah. you didn't tell me is if your boyfriend, um, it how they how they view the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, does your boy is your boyfriend uh, transitions to be a man? Is he now attracted to women, or is he still attracted to men? You know what I mean? Like, there's like that's like that's another that's another thing that you have to realize. You know what I mean? Because say say if they're transitioning to be a man because they you know and they want to be with with the uh, you know the the masculine wants to be with the feminine, then like maybe. Yeah, maybe you need to let them go and let them have their girlfriends and or whatever. Or if they're still attracted to men, you know what I mean? Like then let them find that man who is attracted to them as a as trans man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they should they should be able to, um, they should be able to have that too. You know, um, and to 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 stay with them is denying them the chance to be with someone who really thinks they're sexy that thinks they're hot that really loves them in that way and can add that part to the relationship but that doesn't take away from the relationship that you already have with them and everything that you've gone through so i think that you should like like the tree said be transparent communicate everything and if you need to break this off then that's what you need to do to continue with your life but it doesn't mean that you're abandoning them you know yeah and it doesn't the, I, and so then just the because guilt. you put in the effort to make it work up until this point, that doesn't mean that you're not putting in the effort. You're putting in the effort by saying this is not going like we can't be together in like order for us way. to continue to be happy. Yeah. And then yeah. still meeting halfway in the middle. Yeah. Well, that hopefully will help you, Richie. Um, if any of us uh, other listeners have any um, questions for Latrice and I, send us an email at manila at gmail.com and we might read it on the podcast. Latrice, every week we highlight our tops and our tops of the week now since we just got done with DragCon. We're going to top and chop our favorite and least favorite moments of this past weekend's Dragon Con. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Latrice, do you have a top moment from your Dragon Con experience? Um, yeah. Uh, my the the top was really reconnecting with all the fans. Um, I had really, throughout the pandemic, become detached because everything that we did was virtual. Everything was online. Everything was like, 
so far distant away from, even when we start doing shows again slightly, there was no meet and greets. There was none of that because we were still so afraid of, you know, the COVID that's still out there. Um, but what I will say is like, this was so reaffirming um, for me and it really sunk, made it sink in that um, who I am to these people and that I matter. And so it was really amazing. So that's my top is uh, so true, Latrice. I mean, it's yeah. so true. Like, it, it's um, it, DragCon is such a unique experience. Like, meeting the fans in like our you know natural habitat in a nightclub or, or like or like a club or on a stage or whatever. That's one thing. But to see people in the daytime on their weekends, they've made all this this effort to come out, get all dressed up, and to come to this big convention, this trade show to see all the queens. It's really cool. It's so yeah. cool. And this is the biggest mind-blowing thing because, you know, you got to remember that DragCon is like three years we've had it without DragCon, right? Mm -hmm. So from when you have your fans that return and they come with their parents and they're three years older than they were from 12 to 15, that is the biggest development stage of a person's life usually. And so they are whole grown-ass people coming through and I'm like... You are a grown ass person. Like, how did that happen <laughs> in three years? They got boobs and shape, and like, you were a baby a minute ago. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, that was the biggest thing, but it was so thrilling that they were still as connected and committed. Um, and dedicated as they were when they were 10 as they are now, you know. So it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. What's your top? Um, I my top is the fact that I got to meet all the queens that you and I have been reviewing here on the podcast <laughs> since we started this thing. I was so happy to invite all these new foreigners, foreign queens into the sisterhood um, and to and to share our experiences and, um, you know, to, to dish out some advice and to get different perspectives on, like, the drag race experience. Because, you know, like, some of these queens, they have a completely different uh, experience than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. everything that they've done is different. Like they have a different set of judges. They had a different set. That's a different language. Everything, um, but to, but to see all these queens that we've been, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. fun. I mean, seeing <laughs> Cedergine was like I that like was... freaked out. I had I I was like, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> fine. Willow pill, schmillow pill. It's energy. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm doing this all like, oh my god. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, definitely so cool to see all the sisters. Um, it was a really fun to to get to see them. It was really cool. That's my yeah. top. Definitely the top is to see all the girls. What about your chop? Bitch, I'm chopping the way my body feels. <laughs> After Jackon. Holy moly. Baby. Oh my God. Woo! I didn't eat really for like three days. Like I had a handful of French fries and a chicken tender or something like that. 
one taco the entire day until like the day's over and it's like now eight nine o'clock and I have to get something to eat. But baby, my body was just like, mm mm, no, no, and no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm keeping my feet up. I'm taking hot showers and I'm relaxing. Lots of Advil. Oh my god, Lots. I hear you because like you remember you took like. The last DragCon, like years ago, you had gotten the um, the the hands of fury to come and oh, massage yes. all, the, the, all the all the. Yeah, that was like yes. like halfway through, like halfway through Sunday. I was like, I was like, where's my phone? Like I was like being propped up, like in my booth, and I was like, oh, between between uh between fans, I would like look and like massage parlor near me and i was like, like where can i get a foot rub i need a foot rub now okay Please. so i did after drag con like michael and i scheduled um massages but my guy must have misunderstood me because i'm like please concentrate on my legs and my feet like they hurt blah blah, blah. like um but he must have heard don't touch my legs and my feet because they hurt he gave me like oh. such a good massage until he got to my legs and he was just like, I'm like, and then he, no, that's what... <laughs> and then he was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, wait, but you didn't even touch my feet. Oh, oh no. So oh I'm God. I'm going to schedule another, um, another massage tomorrow. Just I'm a gonna, leg. Don't even, don't even just touch my, just give just me a take my lower body only. Yeah. Lower body only. <laughs> you, don't even have to go, you don't even have to go above my knees. Just my calves kill because of the high heel right. shoes. Like you were saying, I don't know that, what it is, but like the floors in the convention center are made with something that is so much more painful than any other floor in the entire goddamn world. It's a different world. kind of, con- bitch, it's a solid concrete something, something, and then it's slick too. So I don't know what they do, but that, floor is unforgiving honey like it goes straight through your bones <laughs> it do it just goes straight through your bones you feel i don't know how it happens but well definitely definitely um that is a that's definitely a chop that's your chop okay what's my what's my chop oh my chop Ooh, it was a good one what was that i was gonna chop oh here's what happened i'm gonna chop this it's pretty funny you'll get a kick out of this so my team we were having a great time and we were drinking i had my serve vodka manila luzon pineapple flavor like back you know back behind the curtain you know we're not supposed uh-huh. to be having alcohol there but you know me i had yeah. a full bar yeah right but we, and I, you know, we also have our little like toke toke in the morning, and maybe a little vape pen, you know, like yes, between, all between. throughout the day. Yep, yep, yes. yep. Okay. Well, Saturday, uh, one of like one of my team members was like, "Hey, I brought edibles," and so we're like, "Yay, edibles!" Now, mind you, a normal edible that you get from like the weed store is about like a one, what five milligrams, ten milligrams. Yeah. This edible was. 250 milligrams. Each? Each. Like, not the whole package, not the whole bag. If you eat all of them, it's 250. No. Every single piece was 250 milligrams. It's these little strips, right? What? <laughs> Girl, halfway through the day, I start losing people. <laughs> I start losing what? people. 
One of my friends went missing. We couldn't find him in drag con. We were trying to call his phone, but he left the phone at the booth, so we didn't know where he was. Oh, my God. We started getting worried. Uh, he didn't have a shirt on. Where could he be? Eventually, he, we found him, and we, like, brought him back, and we had him sit down. He was, like, really out of it. Then another, the, the, the guy that was taking my pictures, then he started feeling a little bit crazy. See, we were laughing and giggling and having a good old time until we like, until we took a break and he sat down and then all of a sudden his body realized that he had just taken 250 milligrams of weed oh and my God. he was practically out and he had to take a break for, for a while. Oh. We had given our friend who was working over at uh, someone on, some other queen's booth and we found out later because he had called up uh, the person who had given him the 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 gummy. Um, I'm I need help over here. So we had to send people over to their to their booth. <laughs> girl. Girl, and the person didn't say, girl, this is a really, these are really high. No, no, we did. We told everyone this is a lot. And even I was like, this, this is, this is more than normal for a, a like an edible. But uh, yeah. Um, Y'all didn't even dose it. Y'all just greedy and just ate it all. And See, at I only ate half, but that's still like 125 That's still 125 milligrams, <laughs> girl. That is a lot of weed. <laughs> Okay, but Latrice, I will let you know. Okay, my chop is the fact that like my team got messed up on these edibles, but I will tell you, Latrice, I was a okay. I was still was doing. Yeah, you know, girl. I, See, I actually, yeah. went, I actually went for another smoke break after everyone was like dropping my fly. <laughs> one of my one of my team members had to throw up. They were they were that high. Wow. And you know me, I was like, okay, where's Raja? We're taking a break. <laughs> Damn. Anyway. That's my Well, chop. that's fun. But that's it a is fun a fun chop. chop. Though. It was an experience. That's a fun chop. It was a fun thing I will never forget, except no. that we were so high we don't remember anything. Yeah. There you have it. Well, that's our tops <laughs> and our chops. And our chops. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much for listening to the chop. We have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday. And make sure you subscribe to our show so that way you can rate and review us on your podcast. And app. you can send us emails. We might read it on the show next week. Latrice and Manila at gmail.com. And follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luthal. We'll see you next week to find out who gets the chop. Forever. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.